36 degrees. Good morning. I'm Tom Robinson with KSOM, KS95 News, 49. The high today with a 70% chance of precipitation. 38 to the low tonight, 56 on Sunday, 30 the low, 54 on Monday, low 40, 64 on Tuesday, low 52, a 45% chance for precipitation. Wednesday, 60, low 40, 25% chance of rain, 55 on Thursday, low 24, 45% chance of rain. And Friday, 36 for a high and a 30% chance of possibly snow on Friday. October 2022 in Iowa, going back through 150 years of record-keeping, is going down as one of the top 20 driest. State climatologist Justin Glisson says the dry month led to an expansion of drought across much of the state. If we look at the statewide average precipitation, we were a little above, above nine-tenths of an inch, and that's almost one and three-quarters inch below average. So if we look statewide in terms of 150 years of records, this will be in the top 20 driest Octobers. And then we look at the, the southwestern part of the state, precipitation departures on, departures on the order of two to two and a half inches. So still dry, but not as dry as we see across the northern third of the state. Glisson says temperatures in southwest Iowa were one degree below normal for the we month. We look at the temperature for southwestern Iowa. It's right around the statewide average, slightly below uh, one degree uh, below average. So cooler conditions and those, you know, when we do see dry conditions, especially for a long stretch of weeks, those cooler temperatures overall do help mitigate some of that drought expansion. So if we look at the statewide average temperature, about 50 degrees, and that's about seven tenths of a degree below average. So right around normal. Glisson says the state experienced the first killing freeze early in the month, but other than that, October featured mainly steady temperatures. The price difference between diesel and gas is many scratching their heads. On October 31st, the average diesel price was $5.32 per gallon, while the average gas price was $3.86. American Farm Bureau Federation senior economist Veronica Nye sums it up as an issue of supply and demand. On the supply side, back in March, the U.S. banned imports of Russian oil and Russian petroleum products. While we only get 3% of our oil from Russia, we get 20% of our petroleum products from that country. And a lot of those petroleum products that we were importing are used to make diesel fuel. We've also seen some downturn in production as refiners have been taking their plants down for maintenance. Nye says fall is a high demand for diesel. Gasoline tends to peak in the summertime when Americans are out hitting the open road on vacation, whereas diesel demand tends to increase in the fall and the winter with increased trucking as retailers are stocking their shelves for the holidays. Of course, farmers are using more diesel during harvest and as folks are using a lot more heating oil as the temperatures drop. So it's a combined supply and demand issue really going on here with diesel that is separating it from gasoline prices. And Nia adds there's regional differences in availability of diesel. Nationwide, we're down about 17% relative to the same time last year. But on the East Coast, they're down 37%. The Midwest is down 15%. The West Coast and Rocky Mountain regions are down 11 and 9% respectively. So certainly feeling a pinch in multiple regions across the United States, but the East Coast far and away having the biggest supply constraints followed by the Midwest. That's American Farm Bureau Federation Senior Economist Veronica Nye. 
Zoning changes were a topic of conversation at the Audubon County Board of Supervisors meeting this week. Ben Blake has this story. Supervisors Chairman Doug Sorensen explains the city and county have different policies and one is much more efficient than the other. If you live in the city of Audubon um, and you want to uh, build a new house in a commercial zone, you can build residential in an area that is zoned commercial in the city of Audubon. In the county of Audubon, in Audubon County, not within city limits, that's not the case. If you want to build a, a home in a commercial a place that's zoned commercial, you have to get a you have to get it rezoned. Zoning process by the time you have public notice, uh, zoning board meets, uh, it's approved by the zoning board, then goes back and is certified by the supervisors. It takes about a month. Sorensen says the issue popped up recently due to someone losing their home in a house fire. Decided to build a new house. The, he owned property uh, right on the edge of Audubon. It's actually in its county property. It's in county, not city, and it's zoned commercial. And so he needed to get it rezoned. And oh, it uh, <clears throat> you know it's it's a very rare instance um, where you would have uh, you know something like this happen. But you know since his house burnt and where he's pushed up against winter. Uh, he had a contractor lined up. They wanted to get it started, but, you know, the zoning, the whole process of doing anything, even annexing to the city, he could annex to the city, and and he could go ahead and start build. But that's still another thing that takes, you know, public notice and all kinds of process to get, get it going. They wanted to get it done. The Board of Supervisors had varying opinions on the matter, but ultimately made no changes to the current procedure. I'm Bennett Blake reporting. The Atlantic City Council on Wednesday passed the first reading changing the storm utility billing frequency from semi-annually to an annual cycle. Atlantic City Clerk Barbaric says the average resident semi-annual payment is a little over $17. The change would make it a one-time payment of a little over $34. We have been tracking the amount of time spent in the office on the stormwater billing, all of the different processes that go into that. And we think that we can do it uh, more efficiently if we go to an annual billing, um, plus the amount of paper and postage it would save the city would would be a good saving. The total amount collected is around 215000 The new billing would occur in the early part of each year, and the city is proposing no rate changes. The McDonald's in Atlantic is donating $1,000 to the Atlantic School District. Officials announced Thursday morning at the ribbon-cutting ceremony of the newly renovated restaurant. Atlantic School Superintendent Steve Barber says McDonald's is donating $1,500 worth of school supplies to the district. We really thank them for the generosity. We thank them for their willingness to have a McDonald's in Atlantic and upgrade it to the most updated technology and, and food systems that are out there. So we're blessed to have McDonald's as well as other eating establishments here in town. Barbara says the management bases their staff schedule on the school calendar. He says McDonald's made sure they were fully staffed two weeks ago when Atlantic hosted 1,000 All-State Music students. More news on the website at westerniowatoday.com. ABC News is next.